Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Special Nets Podcast. This is our recap for Ride or Dies episodes 14 and 15. My name is Zach, and I'm joined, as always, by my wife, Hannah. Hey, hey, hey. We're here for a two-parter. Two-parter. Uh, it's it's kind of the way things worked out, because I'll tell you what. You know, we can plan all we want. Honestly, getting two weeks behind during Christmas really just made it hard to just get current again. And so um, we're back here with parts uh episode 14 and 15 and then we will be back um at the end of this week with episodes 16 and 17 uh, if everything goes according to plan uh there's always a potential that you know something will come up which has been the case most of the time uh something's just come up and gotten in the way and so uh if everything goes according to plan that's that's what we're planning on doing which actually kind of worked out because uh episodes 14 and 15 Basically, they were two parters. Yeah, it was a to be continued. So you know, it it worked uh, pretty well to kind of do these together. Um, you got any uh, banter or quips you want to get thrown off before the get into the recap? I mean, I was not even going to acknowledge being behind. I was just going to go with like, hey, this was a two part. Like episode fourteen was part one, and episode yeah. fifteen was part two of like one continued thought yeah for this season and so recording it as a two-part podcast yeah that's not what i meant by banter you got any, um, any jokes anything like that mm, um you know i i don't mm, i will say it has gotten so cold in utah and i think it's gotten cold throughout the u.s it seems I know Dallas and some areas like that have had some pretty severe ice storms and stuff, but uh, within the last like two three days, like it's dropped probably twenty degrees, and it's at it, minimum. Yeah, and like it's it's the cold hasn't bothered us. I don't think um, the but cold the, doesn't bother me anyway. The wind is what'll get you, especially if you have like exposed hands or anything like that. That's where it'll it'll come through and get you. I get this. The snow, and apparently this has been a pretty uh, snowy winter so far for Utah mm-hmm. uh, compared to the last few years, hasn't bothered us at all. Nope. Um, it does make your car really dirty just because, 
Well, Everyone that's because the over road it. is dirty yeah. and it gets wet and it flies back yep. and it gets on everything. But so. other than that, like we haven't had any issues getting around. We haven't had any issues like, you know, getting out and getting groceries, running errands, taking the dogs out, none of that stuff. So uh, it's it's been pretty, pretty good so far. And I guess all of the precipitation that's been happening has put off any sort of like what they call an inversion here because where most people live in Utah – is in the valley, and so I guess if it gets stagnant, this, like, gross air moves in every so often and just kind of sits between the mountains, and then you got to wait for some storm to come through and push it out. But so far, we've not had any of that, so we're, we're good to go. Um, you know, tell us what you think of inversions and uh, if you've ever experienced them because uh, they're new to us for sure. I mean, we haven't seen them, honestly. Yeah, go ahead. Tell us what you think. That's good thoughts. Those yeah. are good thoughts. Thanks for telling us. Uh, it's gonna, this is going to be like an episode of Blue's Clues. Or, Door of the Explorer. Yeah, where a call and response, where we're like, hello. Say backpack. No, I don't want to say backpack, and I don't want anyone to say backpack to me. Why? I like that word. Backpack? Yeah. Can you speak, I, can I, you speak I, Spanish at all? Um, That's a no. No, no. the thing is, like, I can't speak it really well. I can read it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can yeah. read yeah. it Re- very read, well. Reading it's a lot easier than, than conversationally hearing mm-hmm. it. Um, I want to get better at it. Uh, my my brain just can't translate it fast enough for me to remember, like, what, what words they actually said. Yeah. So by the time I could even get it to English, I don't remember what the original word was. And so I'm like, I'm totally lost because I just don't. I don't even remember what you said to begin with, much less for me to try and figure out what it means in English. Yeah, my sister's fluent in it. and But I'd, she lived in Costa Rica for a while. Yeah, but and, she was fluent in it before that. And, I mean, obviously being immersed like that helps. But, um, yeah, I definitely never – I took Spanish 1 and 2 in high school, and then I did not take a foreign language in college because it wasn't required with my major. So I was like, mm-hmm. not going to do that. And then – about. I was a communications major and still didn't have to take a second mine, language. Mine was mass comm, but I didn't have to take it either. No. Um, but yeah, I I just uh, I st- I downloaded Duolingo like a year ago, and I did it for like two weeks, and then I stopped, mm-hmm. and then never got back on it. Mm-hmm. I need to get back on it because I was pretty good at it. I mean, obviously only two weeks in, but um, especially where we're at now, there's there's a much greater like Hispanic population. Than where we came from, yeah. Like, but like, just for reference, you know, I'm sure some people in other areas will get it as well. But um, compared to Tennessee, it's like if we're watching like YouTube videos or something. You know, there's a decent chance like 25 percent of them might be in Spanish. The ads uh, that come here, up. yeah, here in Utah because there's um, a much greater Hispanic population, and so I can kind of piece together some things, but I I don't really really know it and i'm I'm definitely rusty on it um i i could re- again reading it's a little bit easier but i probably need to get back on duolingo i got a lot of stuff i gotta get back on but um yeah good thing is uh in this episode and in this season i don't think there's anybody that was speaking spanish in this whole season unlike Did you said that's a good thing well for us because we wouldn't understand it but I, I was gonna make a joke saying it's a good thing unlike milf manor <laughs> where Oh, Which we have not watched, oh, but we've seen some recap we've videos. We've been of. watching Cody Co. 
talk about MILF Manor. And at, at the end of the second episode, this woman is like, you guys can't speak Spanish in front of me. Like, that's she, she said that it was disrespectful and it was rude for them to, to, to speak Spanish to themselves when she was also in the room. And they're like, well, that's our first language. And it's like, I don't, it was almost a, you should go back where you came from vibe. Yes. And, and it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, that, that was The my, whole show was really oh, uncomfortable, yeah, that, but that, that was like... Listen, if if Ugh. you if you guys are listening, we have not watched it, but we have seen clips and recaps of it. If you don't know what it is, it's wild. It's a show called Milf Manor. You know, I, I don't, it's TLC, which uh, yeah. brought us John and Kate plus. Well, no, eight. no, no. I was gonna say it's TLC, which when it started, similar M- MTV was music television. Uh-huh. TLC was the Learning Channel, uh-huh. and it was very boring when uh-huh. I was growing up. And then they've shifted in the mid two thousands to just reality stuff. It brought us Sister Wives. Oh yeah, and they're 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 making more money now than they ever mm-hmm. have. But uh, 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 ninety Day Fiance. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, six hundred pound uh, life. Six hundred pound life. Six hundred pound sisters or whatever it's ooh, called. The ton uh ton ton. I don't know. Twin ton sisters. Anyway, it's on there, and so thousand pound sisters. I've seen a lot of people that are, and again, if you guys are listening to us. You watch reality TV, albeit maybe a competition. This it's is, still reality. This is, this is a dating show, it seems, but it's like I've seen people who are like, I'm very seasoned when it comes to trashy reality TV, and they're like, I think Milf Manor has pushed me too far. Because mm-hmm. here's the, here's the thing: if you don't know, the the basically spoiler alert, semi spoilers. I mean, it's revealed in the first episode. They bring in all these milfs who are forty to fifty year old women. Who mm-hmm. all have kids, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, you're gonna be on a dating show," and it's like, "Great, we're gonna show how hot we are and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever, do whatever you want. I don't care." The big reveal is that they bring in all these younger guys for them to date because that's the whole thing. Well, it's all of each other's sons, so mm-hmm. there's like ten women, and then they're ten sons, and they're all dating each other. Now they are not dating their own mom, but there is a lot of weird mini games and dailies and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that are like very very uncomfortable uh where it's like hey you guys are gonna be blindfolded and you have to feel everybody's bodies to try to determine what's your own son and they make jokes and it's like don't go too far down south mom and you're like oh my god what is happening yeah uh so if you're interested in anything like that i guess check it out uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to actually watch it or not. I yet. don't know, because these clips that Cody Co has been recapping, they're almost more than enough for me. It's a lot. It's a lot. Like, they're going to ruin each other's families. Well, it, it, he, in his latest, like, little YouTube video where he talked about it, um, he was like, we're watching real-life trauma happen in real time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, I'm not going to say what it is, but there's, a whole like we're gonna write our secrets on a wall and try to guess who's or who's and one of them goes way too far and like it 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 shows it shows one of the sons when his mom tells him what she's done he like you like the camera cuts to him and you see his face fall yeah as he's trying to absorb it and she starts crying and then and he, then he gets completely blackout drunk and naked and well gets in he, the pool. he he tries to joke joke it off at first but his voice breaks yeah. and you know like this has messed with him yeah he's gonna like like it like you hear it kind of 
said like off the cuff, like, "Oh, you got to go to therapy for that." He's gonna have to go to therapy for this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't it's... know how he's gonna get over it without a licensed professional therapist. Well, guys, if that's something that you're into, <laughs> get on TLC or wherever it's you, you can stream TLC stuff from. Crazy um, Milf Manor. Yeah, very Good easy to Lord. remember. Uh, you know, go for it. Uh, it seems to be pretty. It's not. It's not pornographic or anything. It's just traumatic. Yeah, it is. It's more trauma than anything because yeah. it's 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 wild middle aged moms and they all have sons that are twenties in, like in their early twenties and those sons are trying to date the other moms and yeah. it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Even if you had a mom like that to be to be the son in that situation and be like. Yeah, I'll come on that. I'll, I'll hook up with these other analogs of my mom, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> like all the all the guys are supposed to be like buddies with each other, yeah, and they're dating each other's moms. Yeah, and it's weird. Uh, I mean, it's it, so weird. It is, and it's so funny because it's it's basically a Thirty Rock reference because like twelve years ago in an episode of Thirty Rock, they they because if you don't know what Thirty Rock is, it's a it's basically a behind the scenes show of like what it's like to work at Saturday Night Live or at NBC or like any of those places. And they they pitched a show. Um Alec Baldwin did because he's the he was the the like head of the the company. Mm-hmm. Um where uh it was like it was called MILF Island. <laughs> And it was it was all these like middle aged women and a bunch of eighth graders and it's like turn them <laughs> loose and but that was a joke like it was a joke in 2011 I just looked it up yeah and somebody from TLC saw that like, that's a pretty and good has idea. been stewing on it yeah. ever since like oh that's a good idea but I don't think we could get away with eighth graders I think there might be too much backlash so let's bring in their uh, like barely adult sons yeah it's like who are the horniest people in the world like eighth grade boys or like 20 these, year these old twenty boys. year old e boys and stuff who are yeah it's it's again it's just so funny that that was just a a one off joke that like oh this would never happen but it's funny and and here we are cut to twenty twenty three it happened well you know it just took twelve years maybe I should go back and rewatch Thirty Rock for more uh, things that I could pitch to networks uh, going forward yeah we'll 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 rewatch the show but this time take notes yeah and uh, be on the lookout. In the in the coming years for things that came to fruition. Just kidding. I was looking at it was episode eleven, but it's from two thousand eight, so it's even further back. Oh it's, my gosh! It's, it's fifteen years ago, uh, man. So well, yeah. Just, hey, times have changed in fifteen years. That's true. That's true. You're you're one of those that's like it ain't like it used to be. It ain't. You're right. Uh, well, uh, episode. Tw- oh, you good? I had to sneeze. Okay. That was that was a cough more than no. Anything. It was a sneeze. That's that's what it sounds like when I sneeze. Well, we get we've in... been married for seven years. You should know. Well, we get into episode fourteen, um, and bananas is bummed that Mariah's gone um, again. Spelling error, but also knows that there's a twist right around the corner, so he yeah. can't let himself focus on it too much. That was my my first thing. It was just like everyone knows the twist is coming. They're trying to figure out what it is. Um, we then kind of get this like outdoor fire pit thing, and Horacio brings Olivia a bunch of flowers for her birthday and a sweet card that he yeah. wrote for her, and she cries. 
Did she? I don't remember. Yeah, she's like, a, I'm not used to having people do something so nice for me. And, you know, even though we're not partners anymore, he's always going to be my partner. And he really has my back. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, It was like a really emotional thing for her. To me, I don't know their past, honestly. Like, they could be just as much as some of the other ones where they aren't really ride or dies. Like Fessy but, and Mariah. Yeah, but to <laughs> me, like, it, it does seem like they have a, more of a relationship outside of, and not a, not a, like, romantic relationship. No, they're, like, actual legitimate friends. It seems that way. Um, and so uh, the next note I have, it just says, and I get the context. I don't remember how we got here. But it just says, call me maybe at a bayou with a question mark. Because they go to this, like, bar area, but it's just, like, a swamp. Like, there's just sand and, like, weird, dirty water and, like, a tree line mm-hmm. right there. Like, it's not it's not the same bar they've gone to before. Yeah. Um, And they don't explain it. Like, they didn't even say, like, oh, it's a night out, day out or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just kind of hard cut. And I was like, this is an interesting area and they did play call me maybe yeah because it started playing the song and you're like oh why do i know this song and i was like everybody knows this song and no, then no, it, I, it was before they got yeah yeah it, it was the, the first part of the verse i was like i know what this is um we get a confessional from jordan uh he says in this game you have to separate personal life and game cut to tori asking anisa if jordan oh, will yeah, say her yeah. name for elimination and asks Anissa if he's told her whether or not well he would do that because because Anissa's like he's not gonna say your name and she's like well did he tell you that well here yeah and she and, she says she tells Anissa that Jordan is gonna have to have a talk with her eventually and Anissa just says why well she she's like what kind of talk does he need to have yeah. and rhetorically asked Tori if this was the right place to have that conversation yeah she said no she just straight up said this isn't the place yeah but. And, but like she starts off like like with the rhetorical questions like let's we got to make you start answering these questions yourself like it's just so it just doesn't make any sense because she's like well he's just gonna have to have a talk with me and and Anissa like everyone else watching is like why yeah like, why what? why are you just like inserting more of this drama into everyone's lives that they have to watch it yeah and I mean we even get I don't know if it's here or later in the episode Anissa in a confessional where she's like I know. I'm sick oh, it was of during, it. It was during She's this. like, I'm yeah. sick of it. So I know everybody else is sick of it too. Yeah. Um, but I just, I want to commend Anissa because she was asking all the important questions that we were asking our well, TV. It's, it's what any, like, I, Tori's the only one on this thought process. Yes. Even Jordan would be like, no, this isn't the place. <laughs> like, she, she, again, every chance she gets, she's just like, how can I inject myself and my problems into this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, again, in his confessional, in this game, you have to separate personal life and game. Yeah, duh. Like, anyone who's ever been on the challenge knows that. Like, mm-hmm. they know, yeah, eventually you're going to have to probably screw over some people that you like and are friends with in real life and whatever. Um, so we go to the daily. It's called Takes Two to Tango. Uh, basically, there's a 10-minute time limit, and if you don't make it, uh, you get yanked and fall 20 stories. It's the same building they already did an earlier daily on. I don't think we had anybody... Nobody expire. Fell. No, Chauncey quit. But that was before they even started. Yeah, but no, nobody. There was nobody that 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 maxed out on time. No, no, no. no. Yeah, which again, like, anyway, we'll we'll get to. So yeah, Tori and Anissa go. I just have real, Tori and Fessy go that's first. What I, meant. I have real quick notes. Like I don't have like breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Just like Tori and Fessy make it. Chauncey quits, so that means Anissa does too. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Nani make it. 
Then we get a Live and La Vida Loca montage mm-hmm. with Devin and Amber make it, Olivia and Bananas make it, Nani and Horacio make it, Fessy and Casey make it, and I was like, no one falls. Yeah. So I um, have some more in depth, not as in depth, um, just, you know, Fessy and Tori go first. He was shaking the entire time like yeah. a leaf. Um, Chauncey tells TJ he doesn't think he can do it. TJ tells Chauncey, you're not a quitter. Devin pipes. Like, yes, I am. Devin pipes up and says, "You even have the other team over here cheering for you, TJ. You've already jumped off of this building. I'm not even asking you to jump off. I'm asking you to stay on." Yeah, and he and, and to, he continues to quit. Well, and like nobody fell and nobody ran out of time, mm-hmm. and so like more than likely he wouldn't have fallen or ran out mm-hmm. of time. So anyway, yeah, it's it's. I I know that like heights are a big thing to overcome mentally. I mean, we've seen Darrell quit on Heights yeah. Challenges. Um, you know, it's just happened over the years. But Fessy and Casey are the team that won it because, again, he went twice, and he kind of got his bearings with Tori, and they, ha- they had an odd number, so he had to go again. And so he went with Casey, and they, they go pretty fast. And so uh, the interrogation, um, we get basically uh, Bananas is talking to the rest of his team and says he wants to leave Devin off as the direct vote. Um, he just doesn't want to put Devin in as direct vote because you've got you know Jordan and Horacio and these guys here are a little bit more of a of a threat in the final probably mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's you kind of know what you got with Devin um, as far as like strengths and weaknesses. Jordan's a wild card because he just. Jordan, honestly, in a way, Jordan's not a wild card. You know what you've got with Devin, and you also know what you've got with Jordan. If Jordan makes it to the final, there's a really but, good chance say- he wins. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, like, leading into the final, like, it's it's a wild card just because, like, you get you put him in these situations where he's undermanned, and somehow he typically, more than not, ends up figuring it out. Yeah. Which we'll see in the next episode. But <laughs> um, I liked that Bananas opened up to the team about saving Devin and immediately asked Tori if there's any way she can say Jordan's name. Um, And Tori basically says she wants to say Jordan's name out of spite. And we get a Tori confessional where she says that she's tired. She's tired of sticking her neck out for someone who won't communicate with her. (laughs) Well, so, so when they bring in Devin to start, Basically, he tries to break the tension by joking around. Well, he just he's just like, I don't want to be the vote. Yeah. And they they he doesn't know this at this point, but they don't want him to be the vote necessarily. And so uh that's that's really all that kind of happened with them. When Horacio comes in, we get a a confessional with Fessy. Or maybe what maybe he said it directly to him. I don't remember, but he's he says, I see myself in Horacio. And I was like, in what way? Like, how are Fessy and Horacio the same? They're not. Yeah, but he sees it that way. He's like, I see myself in this guy. I uh, don't know why. Well, he said I don't that. know where that came from. Um, And then Jordan basically comes in and said, guys, like, I know what, like, mm-hmm. I know how it is. There's only three of us left. One of us is going to be the vote, and then the other one's got a 50% chance of going in. He, he even tells Fessy he owes Jordan one because Jordan. Yeah, yeah threw him in and again he he knows how it works and then tori has a quote that says 
I'm going to use this as an opportunity to express myself. And I was like, of course she is. <laughs> he, when she said that, you paused it. You looked at me. You were like, of course she's going to yeah. do this right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when is she not taking an opportunity to express herself? Well, and, he, I mean, it comes down to it. Jordan tells Tori it's 100% locked down. He would never say her name. Yeah. Um, she... <laughs> My note was in her confessional, she just cannot effing help herself but to use every window of opportunity to back Jordan in a corner and get into a fight, no matter the circumstances, no matter who's in the room. Yeah, she she's um, like, you call me a terrorist, and he's like, a terrorist of love. Yeah, and mm. like, next note, Jordan makes every solid good point in calling her out on her crap. Yeah, it's in just, this in this instance, it's just, it's just so. That's what was so ironic to me. She's like, I'm gonna take this as an opportunity because I haven't in the past. And it's like, no, you've taken every all of e- every everyone everyone's opportunity to say how you feel and how you want to express yourself in this situation and make it worse every step of the way. And uh, so again, I mean, he he made all all the good points by bringing up and and again this isn't a room full of people answered her her who are not looking they're just kind of looking away because they don't because nobody wants to be in that room at that moment bananas Um, but but like he he tells her like hey you took our personal relationship like he's like it wasn't just just a relationship in the game it wasn't just a relationship outside of the game he's like i we were engaged. We were going to get married and that's as committed yeah. as you can get to someone like marrying them and spending the rest of your life with them. That's as, as committed as it gets. And he's like, that's what I had with you. And you dangled that over my head to make me make a decision in this game yeah, yeah. for you. Oh, you don't have to explain it to me. I get but, it. But that was his whole thing. Yeah. And she still did not, it did not click for her. No, again, like it's just, it's just, it's almost like she should think like, what do I want to do? And then be like, oh, I should probably do the opposite of that. Just not yeah. not go with my gut instincts. Um, so we then after this, we get like a room camera thing where it's like Horacio and Jordan in their bunk area talking. That's when you kind of find out that, oh, th- they've actually become pretty good friends. They're, like, really tight now. Jordan says Which will that come in play next episode, too. Jordan says that Horacio is like maybe his best friend in the house and he's yeah. really looking forward to like continuing their really good friendship outside of the game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's yeah. Cause Horacio, it, it's like kind of quiet competes. Well, not causing pro- like, he's not Josh. He's not like getting into <laughs> it with people. Oh, I miss Josh. Uh, it's, it's, it's like, it's not that. And so, yeah, I get why he would, you know, want to be friends with him. And so, I mean, Jordan, Jordan came back and told Horacio everything that happened in that interrogation. Um, and also says he doesn't think it's possible to have a friendship with Tori. Um, cut. We get a Tori confessional saying it's clear they can't work together. Um, my note was that's because you keep dragging your personal issues into every conversation you can, sister. You called her sister. I did call her sister. Okay. Well, we go to the elimination, and um, basically they do the votes, and they end up voting Horacio. Kind of, I think Banana says, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because he, that's just kind of how it's been going. And so uh, we get to the dagger pool, and it's between Devin and Jordan. And Devin goes and picks the safe dagger again. It says, call him Young Dagger. 
He said, call me Young Dagger. That's my hip-hop name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I wrote that as Y-U-N-G, no O, like how some of the rappers do. Like Young oh, Dagger. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, And so they're playing Balls In, classic elimination. Uh, I've seen it many times over the years. And so it's it's pretty straightforward, just like one would score, then the other score. And Jordan's, I got to be honest, Jordan seemed a little checked out. Okay, my my note to start off the elimination was Jordan looks pretty checked out as soon as they walked out. I mean, just think, so, just think about, though, if you were Jordan and you're just trying to, like, live your life and play this game, and at every chance, Tori is making this, like, public spectacle where you have to defend yourself and your actions like I, it would weigh on me too. I mean, it's it's not just that. Like even even in in the middle of the vote, like it it was getting to him because Tori Bananas was the final vote. Tori was the second to last vote. She probably and, made a speech. I didn't and when write it, it came to her, no, yeah. she just took a long time. That's what it was. So. And he had a confessional before she said anything. He was like, it really kills me seeing Tori get as emotional as she's been. It really kills me. And then she votes for Horacio and he, we get another Jordan confessional where he says, there's always the question of what if, what if it could work? And that's, but, but, he said, and that's always going to underline everything for us. But, but I don't, I don't, I didn't take it that way. The way you read it makes me seem like, Oh, well, what if we got back together and everything worked out? My take on that was, what if it did work like in the past? Like what if this had gone an alternate direction and it had come and it had basically uh, we had all of our stuff worked out. You can envision that because you did have good times with this person. It, it I didn't take that as, Oh, well maybe there's a chance in the future. That's not, I wrote direct quote. I used his exact wording, not what, what if it did work? He explicitly said in this, inflection what if what if it could work and he says and that's always going to underline everything for us and well, so it's taken an emotional toll on him even though he's not showing it yeah i mean he and i'm not taking any way anything away from rossio but they they were you know one to one two to two and then in the third round jordan runs in there which uh, jordan's strategy for Horacio was to meet him at the edge of the circle which isn't the best strategy mm -hmm. when you're on defense but uh Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In round three, Jordan's running and the ball pops out when Horacio goes to wrap him up. And then it just like falls off to the side. And after a while, they're like, hey, that's a dead ball. And so then Horacio just has to score the last time. And he does. 
and so he wins. And uh, I mean, he Horacio won, and like it's it's crazy that um, you know Jordan would lose something like this because mm-hmm. that's pretty atypical of him. But Horacio is a soccer player, and so. He wanted to be a professional soccer player. Like, that should tell you something. He's really quick on his feet. And so I knew that this was going to be a really tough matchup for Jordan, even though he does always seemingly somehow, some way, pull a rabbit out of his hat and beat whoever it is, no matter what. But, um, I mean, before the elimination started, he Jordan said that he wants to leave a legacy of all eyes on him in an elimination win or lose he's going to put on a show and i mean even though he did lose he still put on a show oh yeah no he he competed with, like I, we've seen eliminations where you can tell people just give up yeah i don't think i don't think it was that i just think he just his head wasn't fully there and he he's even says after crossio wins jordan says that this was easily mentally the hardest season of his career yeah um and then as <laughs> I, I wonder why as he leaves yeah. He looks up and apologizes yeah. to Tori, which I think, like, I commend him for that. Um, because, and honestly, he didn't have to. He didn't have to, but he did. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of the day, he still loves her in a way. And yeah. so he's not going to want to, on his end at least, not going to want to leave there, leave with a lot of strife So, so I feel like what he's done has basically, for the most part, just defended himself or been reactionary to what Tori has brought on. He, to me, he hasn't gone out of his way to like maliciously like go after Tori. I know no. that he had the where he was like getting friendly with Narice and all that stuff, but um, he again it what to that was more of oh we've been broken up for a long time. I'm just here mm-hmm. and I'm just seeing what's happening. Right. It wasn't like out of spite. But I feel like he knows that even though that's what happened, Tori has taken it and internalized it in a way that these are attacks against her. Even with the thing with Fessy and all that, mm-hmm. when he was like, you you started this. And she's like, you're doing this to me. And so yeah. I think that's what he's apologizing for. Because even though he doesn't necessarily agree and he was mostly defending himself, that he's he is like, I'm sorry for like yeah. this whole situation. Because we're both... Anyway. anyway. Well, TJ... Announces after Jordan leaves, TJ announces that Horacio has officially tied for all time most elimination wins in a single season. Yeah, who's he tied with? Wes and Casey. Well, no, and Sarah from and, the Gauntlet and One. Sarah from Gauntlet which One. Which I don't even think you know her. No, I. It's, it's not Sarah. It, from, from it's not Brain Sarah Rice. No, no, no. It's it's Sarah Grayson, I believe, is her last name. But they they showed Wes and Casey, and I was like, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. He's both rookie season, but West dragged her. It wasn't West's rookie season, yes, it was. was it? Yeah, they were both rookies. Yeah, it was. It was a weird situation where, uh, I, from what I remember, where they weren't considered fresh meat because they were coming in from the real world, and they they ha- they put them on the thing as like the people who have been in the MTV community already. And the fresh okay. meat picks were people who had no background in the Reality. real world or road rules. Or it's just completely new people. And so, yeah, they hadn't, I don't think they had competed on the challenge yet um, as far as the Austin crew, which was him, Danny, uh, Melinda, and uh, Johanna. Mm-hmm. But they were considered the, quote, vets that got to pick from the fresh meat crew. Okay. Um, be- because I think the, the Austin real world season was so popular 
that they were just like, yeah, like just bring him in. Like let's let's make this transition. Um, so uh, anyway, Bananas tells Tori um, that you know Jordan being gone will probably be good for her mental game after all this. Probably yeah, well, not necessarily mental game, but mental health. He said mental game. Oh, I heard yeah. health. Um and. He said what you just went through. Honestly, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Yeah. But again, a lot of it was self-inflicted. Um, so uh, then uh, out of nowhere, the next like morning, it seems like it's early-ish in the morning. Everybody's still in their pajamas. No makeup. Like you have like Fessy and Bananas are out working out and then everyone else is just kind of like in the house. And so I would assume it's like 9 a.m., something like that. And... Uh, TJ just strolls up and like comes in the side where bananas and them are working out, and they're like, "Oh no!" Didn't he doesn't say a word to yeah. them, just walks into the house. And so we get in there, and he tells everyone to come down, and he sits on the edge of the pool table, and he, I don't remember the, exactly why, but he, I think they're like bananas, like you came to our house, and uh, and he TJ like, said, "This is in, my house." He, bananas said, "You're in our house," so that checks out. And TJ said, "Actually, this is my house." Yeah, and so he's like, "Hey, everyone, get ready." And so they go to the zone, and they had to pack up too. Yeah, and so they all go to the zone, and uh, clearly way later because it's nighttime when they filmed this, and this was definitely in the morning whenever TJ came in. It's like production said they're only allowed to step foot in the zone in the night. zone yeah. at night. Um, so uh, we get there, then TJ's like, "Hey, I told you, you know, even though in your teams you live or die by your rider dies." So, everyone get back in your original pairs. He said the reason he put them in the teams was to test their rider dies to see, um, like what they did, even though they're not on the same team anymore. Yeah. Um, because he told Fessy, Anise, and Casey that they couldn't protect their rider die. Yeah. And so he tells them to come on down. And so those three come down. Because everyone else is already back in their pairs. And uh, he gets real tricky with his wordplay. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I don't remember the, I don't have, I the, have the quote. Yeah, I don't have the quote. but He said, unfortunately, you cannot continue in this game without a partner. And then pauses. And, and like, Nani, oh. Nani looks like she's going to cry. Yeah. Um, I wrote, like, we obviously know that he's bringing their partners back. Yeah. But I still made a note that Fessy's got to be kicking himself yeah. for the way he treated Mariah. Well, and he was happy, I think, that she was gone. But uh, so anyway, he's like, good news for you is that your partners. I, actually, I don't even know what he said. He said something. And then they see them like walking up. They see Kenny and them coming through the bushes. And everyone starts cheering. Anissa and Casey both scream out in excitement. Yeah. Um, and Fessy is clearly not nearly as yeah. excited for his partner. He just kind of turns around and looks at the rest of the people. Yeah. And so that's probably because they're not actual ride or dies and he doesn't really care that much about her. He, his only concern is just staying in the game. Well, for the most part, um, you know, they definitely seem like they're not, I mean, Jordan and Anissa are a manufactured ride-or-die couple. But they are friends. They, they're they friendly, but they were not best friends coming into this. But it seems, again, with, with Fessy and Mariah more than anything, that they Fessy was like, oh, I need a really like buff chick that can mm-hmm. hang out with me and keep up and all that stuff, and Mariah fit that bill. 
And uh, so they're like, yeah, we're best friends. Well, and he didn't even know how many siblings she had. And she doesn't even know when his birthday is. Yeah, and she had a lot of siblings. Um, so basically TJ's like, well, guess what? We're going to play eliminate. Well, he actually announced that, you know, Norris and Nelson, since they both got eliminated, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said that um, the rest of you guys are going to have a chance to get back in this game, and we're going to be doing an elimination where the winner gets to stay and the losers will get one last chance. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's called Don't Let Me Down. And basically you have this big barrel on like in the sand and then there's like a ramp at like a, I don't know, 30 first percent incline, something like that. I was thinking more like 45. Well, okay. <laughs> and you've got you've to push the barrel, which is really heavy, um, up past a certain line, which is like, I don't know, a third of the way up the ramp. So like you got to get up there and then hold it. And keep your bot your feet above the uh, the line as well, and so um, basically it's just a pair that stays above the line for one minute gets back in the game, and uh, it's not one minute like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like one minute cumulatively. So it's not like if you stayed up there for 15 seconds and then fail, you only have 45 seconds left. No, you, you got to do a, do a full one time. minute, and so. I mean, clearly, right away, like, Fessy and Mariah are the favorites for yeah. this. Because, I mean, they're just so much bigger than everyone else. Like Casey and Kenny really struggled to even get started. They couldn't, They were they, they were all over the place. Again, everyone's like, Kenny's the nicest guy in the world. He's not good at this show. Um, it's just, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, Jordan and Nisa could get up the ramp but they couldn't sustain it in the mm-hmm. in enough time and they they slip past the line like once or twice and Mariah and Fessy kind of once they get up there and hold on like they're they're just holding it and so they they get to come back in and then uh basically we get another elimination but it's to be continued and that's where this episode ends and uh we know that in the following episode there's going to be another mi- mini elimination to see who gets to stay in the game between uh the other two pairs and so uh that's how this episode ended um who is your pick for who smashed some heads in this episode um who smashed some some heads Horacio for getting in the challenge history books yeah I'm I mean I, yeah I'll, I'll I'll give that to him too just um even though like you know, one or one of those at least was very much crowdfunded. You know, essentially they were the one versus Turbo. Yeah, they they just didn't want Turbo around anymore. But, but he's not, he's not proven himself that, like, since he, then. Like like he's done a lot of it on his own, and not only that, but to do it as a rookie, like Horacio yeah. is a big threat in this game. Yeah, and I I think honestly though, probably everyone who's at that record was a rookie because again, like Wes and Casey would have both been challenge rookies at that point. And then probably Sarah was. I don't want to look it up right now, but she probably was a rookie, but maybe not. Because typically you just don't go into that many eliminations unless you're a rookie. Or unless you've really upset most of the people in the house. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just rare to go into a ton of them unless there's just a weird format or something. And so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Horacio just because, you know, that is – not something I expected to happen this season mm-hmm. for someone to to hit that type of thing. And so, uh, who who got their head smashed? Uh, exact words: Tori, like the fifth week in a row. 
interesting that you say that because I thought about not giving it to Tori this week, even though I've been doing that for the last few. I almost gave it to Jordan. Really? Because, again, he just, like, it seemed like he was checked out and he was kind of at peace with losing. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out that, like, when he comes back, he's like, oh, he's not just playing for himself. I think, like, if he was just playing for himself, he would... He was like, you know, I just getting away from all this and from all this unnecessary drama and stuff would probably be good. But yeah, uh, now that Anissa is dependent on this and, you know, Anissa's gone home before like four other finals, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he's that definitely motivates him some more. So I'll, I'll give it to him because I wouldn't typically give it to him any other time. Um, so for this episode, we have. Um, Movies that begin with the letter G for our recommendations. I've got some good ones. I've got a lot. And I, I didn't think I was going I to. I cut myself off at, off at five because I I didn't want to go forever. Well, here, here, here's the way that I make my list because, again, you don't do it the same way I do. I get mm-hmm. on Wikipedia and look up everything foreign and domestic. Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. Well, and I just write, I, when I go through ones, I'm like, oh, yeah, I w- this might make the cut. So I'll just write it down anyway. Mm-hmm. And because I don't know, I I can't remember off the top of my head how many G movies there are that I like. And so, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning, like like honestly, on here I have Galaxy Quest, but I probably won't have. That's not going to be in my final whatever we do because, like, even though I remember liking it, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, and I probably didn't get a lot of the references because it's it's like kind of like a parody of, uh, like. Star Trek and, you know, mm-hmm. so it's Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver and, you know, uh, what's his name? Alan Rickman and stuff like that. And so uh, I probably didn't get a lot of the references back then, but I remember liking it. And I know people really like that movie these days, but I just write down as we go. And then I got to the end and I'm like, I have 12 movies on here. And you I think can't do 12. No, no. I think you're going to have some of them. Um, and so I know I have. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. At least one on here that you've never seen because um, a few weeks ago when you made your I, first list of movies, there's, 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 I couldn't be, believe that this was on your list of I things that you hadn't seen. I know two that are on my list to watch this year that both start with G that you've seen that I haven't. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can, you can go first. Gangs of New York. That was the one I figured. That's, yeah. that's my, like, you know, I don't rate the, the movies typically yeah. in, in order. Gangs of New York is my number one G movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's again, that's on my list to watch. That's probably my number one G movie of all time. 
Um, better than George of the Jungle? No. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um, uh, I actually don't have that on here because even though I know that would be in my list, I haven't seen it. Same with like the Green Mile. Like it didn't have it on here. Mm-hmm. And um, that's actually the one <laughs> I was planning on. I forgot you haven't seen Gangs of New York. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I I figured you'd have both of those, but mm-hmm. um, you know I I'm gonna try to pick ones that you won't have. Okay. Um. And so there were a lot of G movies that I think I would like, but I either know that I haven't seen it or I can't remember anything about the movie. And so I just don't count it because well, I, that probably means I haven't seen all of it. I'm going to pick uh, to start off with um, Godzilla from 2014 mm-hmm. with Brian Cranston and um, Elizabeth Olsen and that one kid who's. I can't remember his name. We saw this one together, didn't we? Yes. I think so. No. Mm, well, maybe. I don't know. I couldn't remember. That's why. I've I, seen it. I mean, That's we why wa- I didn't put it in the list because I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember it. I uh, know that we've we've seen a lot of the movies in this franchise, but we, I couldn't remember if we've seen specifically Godzilla. Aaron Taylor Johnson. That's who, I, the guy that may be James Bond going forward. Um, I, I couldn't remember his name. But oh, Millie Bobby Brown is in it. No, she's in the 2019 one. Oh, um, the, yeah, I don't know why she's listed here in the 2014 one. I don't think she's no, she's not in that. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, that one I I like those movies a lot. I like Kong Skull Island better than this one, mm-hmm. but um, I like monster movies like that. It's got like a Jurassic Park or Jurassic World feel to it, and I, I like stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, I, 2014 one, it's really good. Um, it kind of like relaunched that whole universe. Um, and so I'm, I'm really into that. So what's your next one? The Green Mile. Oh, yeah. I didn't put that one on here because again, I haven't seen it. Um, I, I was... didn't know if you would put it on here because I know that it's very, very mm-hmm. sad. Oh, I, we, when you told me it was, it, that this movie was on your initial list of movies. It still is. Um, I I still have a hard time believing that you've never seen it before, um, I mean, but can, I I remember when we talked about it. I told you that I've I've seen it twice. The last time I saw it has been well over ten years ago because it is so. It just hurts me to watch so much. I mean, it, um, it came out in like 1999, and I would have been mm-hmm. like 12 or 13 at the time, and like I couldn't watch R-rated movies then. And it's just one that I like, I never got around mm-hmm. to. I remember weirdly, uh, one of the like first girls I ever was like talking to, like quote talking to. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh, we should watch." It's like one of my favorite movies. Oh my gosh! And I was like 15 or so, and I was like, "Yeah, sure." I was like, "I like Tom Hanks," and uh, we never did though. Oh. And uh, I can't imagine it being someone's favorite movie. Yeah, I, I, I know the subject matter, <laughs> uh, and I. But I mean, I, yeah, and also like as a like date movie, it seems very weird. Maybe she was thinking of Eight Mile. No, 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 no. It was The Green Mile for hundred percent. Wow. Um, um. No, I. It is not one of my favorite movies, but I do think it's one of the best movies I've seen. I when I first I watched it with my mom, first time I ever saw it, and I. I wept for three days, much like I did after watching The Boy in the Striped Pajamas, which I also watched with my mom for the first time. We both just cried and cried. Your mom was, like, going through it. (laughs) No, my mom and I would, like, 
She's like, hey, let's watch these with <laughs> no, my it, daughter. They, they daughter. would be. I was not a teenager. I was way younger than a teenager. Well, that's um, even worse. <laughs> no, yeah. I think that's why it's so burned into me. No, um, when I was in middle school, my mom worked Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and that was all she worked. And she's like, um, you know what I want to do between no, but, the times. So she she would be home throughout the week, and so after school, I would come and sit in the living room with her and she would be folding laundry or something and have the TV on and it would always be on like like FX or something like that that played movies throughout the day. Oh, and so you may have seen like the edited versions, like TV versions. Yes. Okay. Most likely TV versions of That's mo- a little more understanding because yeah. like again, these are rated R for reasons. I, I know, yeah. but but that's how my mom and I watched a lot of movies together is it was just whatever was on TV. We yeah, would sit I, remember that. I would sit in the living room and while she did laundry, we would sit there and watch it together. And the Green Mile messed with me so much. Like I cried and cried and cried. Yeah, yeah. I still cry every now and then when I think about it. I don't did Michael Clark Duncan win any like Oscar or Oh, he for should that? have. Um, Green Mile Academy Awards. Let's see, because yeah, I know like his performance, especially. Um, like I'm a Tom Hanks fan, but boy, he knocked it. He knocked his role out of the park. Nominated for Best Picture. Nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Michael Clark Duncan. Nominated for Best Writing and Screenplay. Nominated for Best Sound. Um, it did not win any of those, though. I can't believe it. Um, and it was nominated at the Screen Actor Guild Awards, too. But, yeah. Um. I, I it, The Green Mile is one of those movies that I think everyone, no matter who you are, I think oh, everyone what? should watch it at least once Ooh, in their lifetime. Interesting. I'm just looking at what. So the, the, the one who beat him for the best supporting actor was Michael Caine in The Cider House Rules, which I've never seen. Uh, Joel Osment was nominated for The Sixth Sense, which is wow, kind of weird. Um, I wonder what won Best Picture that year. I'm trying to find it. Kevin Spacey won Best Lead Actor. Uh, best Director, Best Costume Design, Best Documentary, Best Special Effects was The Matrix, Best Film Editing, Matrix. Um, why, is this, why is Best Picture? Oh, American Beauty won. Hmm. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, no, I've seen American Beauty a lot. Cider House Rules was right up there, too. And then uh, The Green Mile and The Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense was nominated for, wow. Wow. Man, M. Night Shyamalan's career like started at such a high note. And then it's just not ever hit that same mark again. His first huge movie was nominated for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and all that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I was just curious what, what actually beat that out. American Beauty is a good movie. Yeah, um, it's an incredible movie. So um, I'm going to pick for my next one. Um, it's a movie that I really I really liked a lot in high school and college. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it since then. Mm-hmm. I think it holds up, but I, I, I probably need to rewatch it. But it, I know you haven't seen it. Um, it's called Garden State, and it's... Uh, it's Zach Braff. It's like his like directorial debut, and it's him and uh, what's her name? I just lost it. Uh, oh, I just completely lost I it. Oh no! People are gonna be freaking out. She looks like why? Why can't I think? It's Natalie Portman, I think. Um, yeah, it's Peter Nat- Sarsgaard. No, well, no, I don't think Natalie Portman is Peter Sarsgaard. He is in this movie. Um, but yeah, Natalie Portman 
And it's just like an indie movie, and it's got a good soundtrack, and it's like, it's just what I was into at the time for sure. Uh, I probably need to watch it again, especially since you haven't seen it. But okay. um, I'll watch that if you watch The Green Mile. I'm going to watch The Green Mile already, okay. but it's going to probably be like October based oh, on like geez. where my list is. Um, but yeah, yeah, I that's like she like it's like over the top in your face about like. She's at a doctor's office, and he's like, what are you listening to? And she's like, you ever heard of The Shins? And he's like, no. And then they play The Shins, and then that's part of the soundtrack. And, like, <laughs> I like The Shins, but um, it's it's just, I don't know. It, it may be a product of its time, but I, I liked it back then. Okay. My next one? Yeah. George of the Jungle. I thought that, <laughs> that might be on there. I had that on my list initially because <laughs> I, I was like, all I have on my list is Galaxy Quest and Garden State and Georgia the Jungle, and that's the only three. I have always, like, my entire life, I've been a big Brendan Fraser fan. Like, I've always just loved him. Are you going to watch The Whale? I don't know. I want to support it. him. I'm afraid I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be too heavy for me. Because um, he's big. No. <laughs> that, that's the whole point. He's, he's, he's just, it's a really anyway, sad state. Georgia the Jungle, 1997. My grandma had this on vhs i had it on vhs so like you know grandma's house the way it's kind of like set up it's the layout is weird because yeah. they did an add-on later yeah, it's on. like it's like rooms added on to yeah. other rooms so that that add-on area where we do christmas yeah that's been there longer than i've been alive and so she had this big huge tv like it was clunky but also it was a it had a pretty big screen on it um and she had a dvd play or a vhs player yeah and so she had like a collection of like these type of yeah. VHS movies and Georgia Jungle was one of them. Yeah. And I used to when I would stay with her in the summers, I would watch this movie all the freaking time. Yeah, no, I, I watched it a lot um growing up. We had it on VHS. Uh that reminded me though like my grandma, like my mom's mom. Mm -hmm. They used to just have she would she would record movies off of tv onto home vhs and so we would have all these movies that have the commercials in them really and so we like yeah like we one of the like vivid ones that i 100 percent remember was like the the mary kate and ashley olsen like when they go to like their grandma's house for christmas or whatever and they're not supposed to be and they're like wandering around the city i can't remember what the name of that movie is but uh, they're like seven, <laughs> and there's a guy that's there's there's a guy that's like playing saxophone out on the street, and he's asking for money, and they throw like chicken bones in there, and they're like, "There's some meat on there," <laughs> and <laughs> like it's I don't remember it's not it takes two, but uh, they uh anyway that that just brought that back that we used to watch a lot of movies like that, like I'm pretty sure Beethoven was like that over there. I never. Like my parents and grandparents uh, never did that. I think grandma just didn't know how to do something like that. Yeah. And so she would just buy the VHS tape at Walmart for me. Um, um but that's also how I would watch um many, many, many different Fraggle Rocks. Oh uh, no, I didn't on, we, we didn't on a loop. If there's anything that I watched growing up is Fraggle Rock. Like that that that's the epitome of my childhood. Interesting. They would eat the little people's <laughs> construction <laughs> oh, homes. Let me play this clip for you. 
Oh, this is an ad. I don't want to play an ad. Um, yeah, what movie is this from? From To Grandmother's House We Go. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, I think it was a TV movie. They did a bunch of those. Yeah, yeah. Again, this is like middle of Full House here. That's it. That's all clear. <laughs> There's still some meat on there. They are not seven. No, no. They're, they're so like much five. younger yeah, they're than four seven. Or five. <laughs> this is. I couldn't remember. It's, it's been a while. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I watched George's Jungle a lot um, growing up. So I'm. I'm. I had that on my list initially, but I was like, it's probably not going to make the. Guess cut. the current rating. Of George of the Jungle. Yeah. On what? Uh, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, whichever. Well, those are two completely different. They're the same. IMDb typically grades a little tougher than Rotten Tomatoes audience score. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know, like a 6.5 on um, IMDb. 5.5 on IMDb, 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's 50- exactly the same. Yeah, I said they're the same. 53% yeah. on Metacritic. It's a very middle of the road. Yeah. I forget that Leslie Mann was, yeah, the, yeah. was the romantic... Yep. Love interest. The one that gets kidnapped by uh, the guy from Wings and mm-hmm. who ended up being the Sandman in the Spider-Man movies. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's him. Uh, okay. Um. So, uh, yeah. the uh, My next one, I don't know what number we're on. Uh, uh, I've done three so far. This is my third one then. Uh, Good Burger. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, I didn't yeah. even see that movie on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it's... It like it's not high class cinema, and it's not like something that you're gonna be like, oh wow, this is the best movie I've ever but seen. But it's classic Keenan and Kale. Yeah, like I think maybe the best version of that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, agreed. Ha- and it had it still has lines that like I still think about to this day. You still quote it every now and then. Yeah, where it's <laughs> it's like he gives him that contract, and he's like, mm-hmm, I know some of these words, <laughs> and uh. Like it had Carmen Electra like at her like peak hotness and that like just introduced a whole new level to me as a little kid. <laughs> and uh you know, you got Sinbad in it and uh Shaq's in it for just a brief minute. Oh, I forgot about that. They deliver yeah, they just take that burger car to deliver food to him at a game. Um yeah, so anyway, I, I like that movie. I don't again, I don't think it's great, but it is fun still. All right, well, since we're going down that road, my next one is a goofy movie. I figured you might have that one. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I think that is probably one of the best animated movies from my childhood. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's great. It holds yeah. up. Yeah, and, like, looking back on it now as an adult, like, we don't have kids or anything, obviously, but, like, 
the fact that like his son wanted to like ditch him and all he wanted to do was spend time with him and mm-hmm. like take him across like it is like it yeah, had a it lot hits more, home yeah uh yeah I, I think that's a great movie um it, these last two are gonna be tough for me I'm gonna okay so I'm gonna for my last two I'm gonna pick movies that I don't think many last people, two I've got one left yeah but I'm oh that's right I'm gonna pick movies that I don't think many people have probably seen okay comparatively like I have like Gran Torino on here and that's oh, a good movie. Dang. I didn't see that one on the list either. It's a good I movie. I went through multiple lists. But like a lot of people saw that. Mm-hmm. And like Glass Onion was like mm-hmm. on my list. And anyway, Gladiator. Um, but those those are like huge movies. Oh, you, it sounded like that was gonna be your next no, one. No, no, no. Those those are huge movies. So my next one is I'm gonna pick um a movie that i've talked to you about which i don't think again i don't think it's a great movie but i liked it a lot when it came out um it's called green street hooligans shout out Mm -hmm. to ross our uk friend and it's about elijah wood gets in some trouble in the u.s for some reason i don't remember exactly what and he goes to live with his sister and her husband in the uk her husband has a brother who's charlie hunnam Mm -hmm. and basically he takes elijah wood around with him to all these like soccer games but like in like the football club culture like soccer culture like it's it's exaggerated in this movie obviously but like they meet up and they like fight each other and it's like if you mixed like a soccer if you, it's like if you mix like Ted Lasso and Fight Club together like it's that style <laughs> of thing like it's, it's that, that is kind of cuz i've seen enough it's br- to know that that's that's a good analogy yeah it's brutal like some of the fights and stuff and so uh, it's a good movie. They made a sequel with like all of the like small time guys like that aren't Charlie Hunnam and uh, Elijah, Elijah Wood. Wood, and uh, it's just it was like set in prison, and I never even saw it. But it was like years later, and I like this one a lot. I I I, I want to go back and watch. I tried to get you to watch it a couple months ago, and you didn't want to. It's sometimes things like that are too heavy for me. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I it's it's just it's it's just a weird thing and it was especially weird because it's 2005 and like the lord of the rings ended like 2003 2002 and so like elijah wood hadn't done a ton since then because mm-hmm. that just took up so many years of his life and so i was like oh this is an interesting turn for him like he's yeah. gonna fight people and stuff and they kind of play into that like oh he gets he gets like beat up pretty good because he doesn't know how to do it and uh but anyway i just picked that because it's not a movie it's not Gladiator. Like that was yeah. a Best Picture nominee or anything like that. So, what's your last one? Uh, my last one is Game Night. I completely missed that mm-hmm. one. I would have had that on my list for I'd, sure. I put it last, but I was like, "Well, I've got five. If we overlap, you know, it, this this would be the one we overlap on." I missed it completely. I love that. It movie. is such yeah. a fun movie. Yeah. It's it's fun and it's funny. I really really liked it. I thought you might have Glass Onion. Um, on here, I'm Glass Onion didn't show up on any of my lists. Oh yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Game Night's great. Like it's uh, John Francis Daly who was in Freaks and Geeks and a bunch, you know, a bunch of other stuff, Bones and things like that. But he wrote and directed this, and it's Jason Bateman and mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? Rachel Rachel McAdams, McAdams. and uh, is Lamorne in this movie? From New Girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lamorne Morse. It's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I, I really do like it. It's kind of mm-hmm. like a, it's almost like a whodunit type thing, but it's just it's just like 
things get way crazier go to like a place you don't expect them to go. Yeah. And they're just trying to have like a fun game night with their friends and it turns into this like whole big weird thing. Uh, it's really good. I, I would have 100% had that on my mm-hmm. list. I just forgot about it. I, I thought for sure. I kept waiting for you to no, say it. I w- that it would have been on there. Um, I'll pick for my last one, uh, just because I don't think many people saw it. Uh, it was a documentary called God Grew Tired of Us. And it's about young, like early teenage Sudan, uh, like these kids from Sudan, from like refugees from like war-torn Sudan that came to the U.S. as, like, war refugees and their perspective on, like, well, why is America, like, set up like this and, like, where we came from is so, like, poor and war-torn and stuff. And the movie's called God Grew Tired of Us. And it's, like, they're just... It's, like, them, like, dealing... It's been a long time since I saw it, but it's them, like, dealing with, like they take them to like a mall for the first time and like wow. t- just dr- driving around like attack, like in cities and stuff. And they just, they have no frame of reference for anything. Cause they're again, they're just literally were like the poorest of the poor in the world. And they just got like refugee status and were able to come over. And it's just like their experience of like their first, however long in the U S it's, is a really interesting and like really, I saw this before I went to Kenya for the first time. And after going there, and it's like you just see stuff like you just will never experience in the U.S. And like someone who's only had that their whole life, like coming to just like a mall, like in a big city, like that's just it's it's just so like it's it's so foreign. Like it's it's very eye opening. And that I, I put it on there just because uh, I feel like not a lot of people saw it probably. I've never even heard of it, but yeah. that's something that I would watch. I think you would cry a lot. I uh, yeah. Listening to it, I'm trying not to cry. Yeah, yeah. I think because I know that that's real. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's very it's a good it's good like but um I remember my mom watched it and she cried a lot because again she's she's been over there a bunch mm-hmm. and again my dad was born and raised in Africa if you didn't know um so anyway episode fifteen of. Oh, we're jumping right into it. Jumping right in. No time for breaks. Well, listen, they didn't take a break between episode 14 and 15. They were still there in elimination. Well, they did take a break. It was a week-long break. Well, but. well, the when they the people Do you ever have a dream where you in the <laughs> And <kid>. you <laughs> and, yeah. Uh well, yeah, the elimination is called Not So Fast um with a K like K N O T. Uh, it's an elimination again. We've seen it's classic. It's we see this all the time. It's a smaller scale than yeah. some of the other ones. My 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 note was classic elimination. Next note, seemingly much smaller cage though. Yeah, like half, maybe even like a quarter of the size of some of these we've seen. But I think that that almost helps make the elimination harder in a way because you've got two people tied together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, doing it. Yeah, that for sure. And um, you know, basically. You're, you, if you don't know, or for some reason didn't watch it, uh, you have like 20 minutes, to, or maybe they only gave him 10 this time, I don't know, but it's probably 20 because that's typically what it is, to tangle your rope. And then you switch sides, and then whoever untangles and drags the entire rope across the finish line wins. So uh, Jordan and Anissa take the approach of weaving theirs, which mm-hmm. is where he wants to like 
do like little loops and then twist the rope through there and then make it confusing and not just a straight line to where mm-hmm. you can just kind of follow it all the way through. He which, also said make smart. sure that you know we're not doing it all on one side. Yes. And so he was draping it from side to side, going in and out. Um, and immediately Casey and Kenny are just not moving very well. They're not mm-hmm. strategically kind of it seems like they're just kind of like winging it as rather than having uh any sort of plan well we do know that anisa has done this elimination before maybe yes. solo yeah but I, she I she's done it before so she kind of knows what it's like being in it yes jordan if he has not been in it before he's seen it. he has seen it firsthand I, yeah i was at tell- least once yeah i was telling you i don't even know if if the seasons casey's been on if they've even done this elimination it may have been yeah. like they haven't done it in like five seasons or so. Well, Tori said her money is on Casey and Kenny because they're smaller in stature. Well, guess what? Um, no, no, no. Guess what? Hmm. Anissa said, oh, my cooch. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Um, Jordan already wants to work smarter. Like, like this is a... It, it is kind of physical because you've got to get in and out of the little holes and it's, the rope. It's endurance. The rope is yeah. not going to be light. It's heavy rope because yeah, it's, big, it's big. It's like what you used um, to like use like for huge boats, right? Um, but there's a lot of strategy here. If you're not paying attention to the kind of knots that you're making, then you could very accidentally or not unknowingly. Um, it could look like a big jumbled mess, but as soon as Casey and Kenny get in there, like they just pull on it once and it just comes well, apart. Well, here's the thing. Like the other thing is like you don't have to undo all of the knots. You just have to get it off of the structure and across the finish line. Right. So you can weave all you want and if it's just free hanging and it's just like, well, you just kinda like spun yourself in a circle and we just like throw the rope over the top and then it mm-hmm. just comes out. Like who cares if that knot's still there? But more than anything, you gotta think in opposite directions. So like Everything you do to tangle at the beginning is what they're going to be doing at the very end. Right. And um, he he said they basically need to act like there's two ends to the rope, which there are. Um, and so Jordan is giving lots of instructions throughout the entire process, pushing and guiding Anissa yeah. here and there. Um, cut to Kenny. He seems to be having a lot of trouble following Casey's directions. Yeah. Like, she's trying to tell him what to do, and it's almost like he's not understanding what she's saying. Um, We get, here is where we get a confessional from Olivia saying, Kenny is struggling. One is born an athlete, and one is born to to be the sweetest person on the earth. Um, And then... More than anything, he's just, like, freezing in the moment. Yeah. It's like, hey, you don't have time. Like, because Jordan gets on Anissa about that. It's like, you don't have time to, like, give me a second. Uh-huh. It's it's like Casey's saying something, and then he's just, like, not processing it. And it's just, like, there's too much lag between, like, when she says it and when things happen. And it's, it's like it's not registering in his mind Yeah, what she's telling him to do. And so he's you can almost see, like, his eyes glaze over. Yeah. In a way, it's like um, the moment's too big for him. Yeah, it, it almost like he's he's really cracking under the pressure. Yeah, hundred percent. Which I mean, how many times has he been in a situation like this? He's been in one elimination before this, and he lost. Yeah. So I mean, it could just be lack of experience. Um, he's he's not built to be. On yeah, the show. I don't think he is. Um, but again, like everybody talks about how awesome he is, how nice he is. 
there's a time and a place for that. Um, it's not this show. It's not this show, and it's not this elimination. Again, him and Big T should start their own whatever show together, where it's she, like the nicest people she, in the world. Because you know she went to culinary school or yeah. was wanting to, so she could make the dishes and he could be the critic. Yeah, I, and but, then, but like, it, here's the thing: I would watch something like she that. She would make it, and he would never critique it. He'd be like, "No, it's good. It's just good." <laughs> Because he would be too nice. Um, here's where Anissa hurt her cooch and Bananas yells out, she said, oh, my cooch. Well, and she he's like, like crying. Well, that's because she like straddled like a, a bar One at of the, the top. top bars and it's and, like, like fell off. Her, yeah, her, her weight like took her, like, gravity just took over. And she's like, oh, my cooch. <laughs> and it is like objectively, that is very funny. I mean, Bananas, like yeah. I think it just made his whole night. Yeah. He, he looked like he was going to cry from laughing because, so hard. Because it's not vulgar if she would have got <laughs> vulgar with it it wouldn't have been as funny it's just the the phrasing of it and the timing and it's such a serious moment because like if you don't win this like you're going home yeah and then that just like just breaks yell the out, tension oh my gosh. yeah um devin also notices anisa starts throwing out of gas um and here we get her telling jordan just wait and he he comes back and he's like no yeah no we're not waiting um, he is doing most of the work here and all he needs from her is to just keep up with him. Well, and he, and at one point she is like, oh, ow. And he said, no, ow. She's like, we don't feel pain. No. It, yeah. So, so she says at one point, she's like, I can't, I can't. And he said, yeah. no, no, I can't. Yeah. You can, yeah. you say I can. And then she said, ow. And he said, no, ow. We don't feel pain. Yeah. Um, and then Anissa confessional. She says that his aggression is oddly motivating. Yeah. Like, like that's what she needed to just push through. Yeah, which, uh, funny, in the next elimination, that's not, not the complete opposite. But, um, yeah, she, she did say she needed that, and he pushed her through and didn't let her quit. And Because, um, again, this would be another time right before the final mm -hmm. where she'd go home. And so uh, they end up winning, and, like, it didn't even look like Jordan. And, I mean, it didn't even look like Casey and Kenny were even like halfway done. So somebody says, um, or or some people say that they're neck and neck. They do that in the confessionals and, all but, the time. But then it cuts to a wide yeah. shot, and Casey and Kenny look pretty far behind. They they always say it. in every confessional they're like, "Hey, we need you to say that this is pretty close." And yeah. Uh, so they win, Jordan and Anissa, and there's lots of crying all around. Anissa's crying, Jordan's hugging her, Nani and Casey are crying because they're leaving each other. Um, you know, there's a big emotional farewell on all that. Um, and so Casey and Kenny leave, and I believe it was pointed out in our Slack group, Patreon Slack group, that this is the first time Casey has been eliminated on any of her seasons because she has she hasn't been she's made the finals in the other ones I, but didn't didn't you say the other day that in eliminations she was like three and five i did say that and i it was not three and five it was not three and five i think it's three and two and this is one of them um but actually this may be two of them this may be both losses because it, it she lost two things in a row Oh, okay, because you know, I was trying to think, like, where's the other loss? I mean, again, she went to that one final and tore patellar tendon. Yeah. And Fessy blamed it on her, even though he wasn't going to eat. 
Um, she won with CT, mm-hmm. and I think that this is this her third season or is her fourth season? It's not her third season. There's no way. I don't. Remember. It's not possible. Let me let me look it up. Casey Clark. When you Google Casey Clark, it comes up football player, which she did. She play flag was football. a football player. Yeah. Um, she has done four seasons. Made the final Total Madness, mm-hmm. didn't win. Made the final Double Agents, didn't win. Spies, Lies, and Allies, she did win, and this is her first time getting kicked off beforehand. Wow. Okay. Um, she has done five eliminations. She's three and two, but I think that counts both of these. The the push the barrel up yeah. the ramp and this one. Um. So. Uh, anyway, lots of crying. You get back to the house, and uh, Mariah and Fessy are talking, and basically Mar- Mariah just lets Fessy know how she felt about him not, like, really, like, sticking up for her and all that stuff. She and- said that uh, she had a bad taste in her mouth, yeah. and, um, like, Almost to completely discredit what she said, he immediately well, I said, feel that too. "He immediately yeah. says that he felt betrayed by I, her." I <laughs> and I was like, "What?" Well, he's dude? saying in that elimination where he, she didn't like tie it up, and it's like you—we've already discussed it. He went out of his way to like, yeah, make sure. Well, I I don't know if you remember in the in the previous episode to so part one of this, um, they after they were. After they won that elimination and got back into the house officially, they did a joint confessional um, where they both acknowledged that um, things had been kind of weird. Let's see if I can find it. They both just kind of have like weird energy in general. They they both acknowledge that they're not on good terms is what happened. Um, But the fact that she... (laughs) She's like, yeah, I just didn't have a good... I, I left with a bad taste in my mouth. And he's like, well, I felt betrayed by you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, I mean, they they both agree to forgive and forget, basically, because they're friends outside of the game, well, is, they, is what they said. No, no here's the thing. They want to win a million dollars. Yeah, they want to win the money. Yeah. And if there, if there is contention and strife yeah. and... Um, betrayal between them they're not going to work well as a team in a final and they need to be on the same page if they want to do well well we go to the daily after this uh you missed bananas comforts nani because she's crying yeah, and upset. I, I, I hit lots of crying yeah. all around well he that just, was all a number i thought it was nice that he assured her that he wants to be yeah. basically the shoulder to cry on since casey's gone he wants to fill the void um he Not just, romantically, just friendship-wise. Well, um, she's a lesbian, so yeah, that wouldn't um, work anyway. But they're also exes, so... Is uh, she a lesbian or is she bisexual? I don't I know. I think she's bi. Um, but I just... I, I like that they... This basically showed us firsthand that they are real-life oh, yeah, best yeah. friends. Like, real-life ride-or-dies, unlike Fessy and Mariah. Y- yeah, um, I mean, no, they're legitimate pairs on this season, for sure. But here's where, like... As soon as Casey left, Devin made a note where he wondered how that would affect Nani's game going forward. 
Um, but here she assured Bananas that she's not checked out at all and she still wants to give 100% to this game well, and that, try and win. Again, that kind of segues into the daily, which is called Runaway Ride. Uh, TJ shows up on a bus and he's like, this is going to be awesome for me. Yeah, and this was wild. I, I will say, like, I don't think they needed the explosions like when the bus drove by. I think that's just budgetary like nonsense. Yeah, like, but I did like this daily. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a fun daily. I w- it's different. So many people threw up. I, yeah, I get it's great. it. Great. Put them in a stress Love situation. It. I was fine with it. Um, Amber and Chauncey go first. Uh, again, I don't have a lot of notes for the specifics because, again, if you're listening, you, you saw the show, I'm assuming. So uh, They get freaking wrecked. Yeah. Well, they're the first ones. They don't realize how much the bus is going to turn, and he, yeah. he hits that first, like, swerve, and she goes, like, face first into the wall. Um. I two things. One, I can't believe nobody busted their nose open. I, I mean, I think they padded this. those walls pretty good. Still, like if you go face first, like you can still, you can still get bloody in no, there. No, I, I know. Um, so she something happens and she gets a little bit frazzled with him, and Chauncey yells out, "I'm looking. I'm also throwing up." Yeah, and he did. <laughs> and he th- he 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 threw up. They they end up calling it. At yeah. seven out of ten balls, like they just quit. Yeah, but honestly, not that bad of a score. Um, I mean, they got seven out of ten correct. Yeah, and so um, Horacio and Olivia are next. Uh, they go fast, but that's really the only like indicator we get because we don't get a note at the bottom of theirs. Because like at the end of, of Amber and Chauncey, it said eight out of or seven out of ten correct. Mm-hmm. When Horacio and Olivia did it, we just got like reaction shots from everyone being like, oh, that was pretty fast. Because they're just trying to build suspense. So, um, Anissa and Jordan go. While playing my favorite Sum 41 song? They they started playing In Too Deep. Um, and uh, that is, that album. Great. Well, just like that that era of that type, like that's what, that's like when I really started to like learn guitar. And so, like, I learned a lot of their songs and, like, the similar bands and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, like, that will always hold a special era. And, like, a lot of some 41 albums are not great, especially anything after Does This Look Infected is very iffy. Chuck is okay. Anything after that is just awful. Um, But All Killer No Filler, which is where that came from, uh, uh, I I really liked, and that's where like Fat Lip and stuff came mm-hmm. from as well. But in In Too Deep, the guitar solo in that when it when I first heard it, I was like, "This is the best guitar player I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> and <laughs> it's really not that hard looking back at it now. It's just a lot of tapping, but it's like, and but like at the time, I was like, "Man, he has a Parried Smith in that pool," and I was like, "That's a very expensive guitar," and like he just came out of the water with it and uh, ruined it. But you know that's. That's what happened. You gotta do what you gotta do for a music video. Uh, so uh, Anissa and Tori only get one out of ten. Correct. Anissa and Jordan. Anissa and Jordan. Sorry, one out of ten correct. And I was like, that's wow, really bad. Like Amber and Chauncey got seven, and they went first. And Anissa and Jordan filled up. It's not like they only put like one in on each side. No, they, they did got 10. all ten. Um, so then Mariah and Fessy go. They get eight out of ten. And then Tori and Jordan go. I mean, Tori she, and Devin. Sorry. Yeah. Again, there's so much overlap with personal relationships that uh, they they're going, and Devin is wanting to check one more lap to go by the mm-hmm. score key again before they pull their lever. 
but Tori's throwing up on herself. Like it, it cuts to like a wide shot of the of the bus, and Tori like turns to look and like projectile vomits all over her arm yeah. and her side, and Devin just goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, no, 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 and she pulls the lever, and he's like, what do you? And she's like, Devin, I'm throwing up all over myself, and he's like, okay, fine. He he was upset with her at first, but then he was like, you know what? We did the best we could. They got eight out of ten correct, and then Nani and Bananas go, and you get no numbers, so you know it's going to be between them and Horacio and Olivia because those are the only two teams we didn't get numbers for. But he, Bananas said that he he thinks that he and Nani finished faster than everyone else. Yeah, again, they kind of got to see how things mm-hmm. go and um i'm sure that they talked a little bit with people who had got oh that's a lot crazier than i thought it was going to be and so uh they win because they got all 10 correct tj said they were one pair there was one pair of, one pair head and shoulders above the rest and got all 10 balls yeah. correct so that means it, it didn't come down to a time limit so that means horacio and olivia did not get 10 but why did we not find out how many I they think got just right. because they had so many reactions where they're like oh they went so fast that um anyway uh basically they get told instead of picking like four teams f- to go into deliberation pick one team to save because it's the same mm-hmm. difference tori thinks that this is good because she has a great relationship with nani and devin has a blooming friendship with bananas yeah again the bananas and devin thing is more of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend and like they're they're working together in numbers sake only because you know it's mm-hmm. beneficial to both of them yeah um so we get to deliberation and uh i thought you know bananas obviously has you know a buddy in relationship with mariah but fessy I, I yeah, I was like, you don't want Fessy to be around. It seem it seems to me like the final is is going to be like the next episode. It's soon, yeah. You know, it's going to be soon, and so so why why would you not want to get Fessy out as soon as possible? Well, because I think more than anything, they just are like you know, they're if we put them in, there's a good chance they'll probably come back just because they are so much bigger than every other team. And well, Nani, Nani told Bananas that she thinks saving um, Fessy and Mariah is in their best interest because of who everyone else would save if the roles were reversed. Yeah. And Bananas said that he really liked the idea of having Fessy and Mariah in their corner this late in the game to like, well, hey, I scratch your back, you scratch well, mine. If, if there's another daily and fessy and mariah win but would fessy do that I they throw know. him a bone is he really gonna throw it back i don't know i think mariah would fight for it but i think um, she would too but also we saw all season long how fessy kind of steamrolled over mariah well we get to the interrogation part and chauncey and amber come in and they uh, show up like they're applying for a business loan it's yeah i don't think we got an explanation as to why they were so dressed up like maybe they were going out later that night, but if they did, we didn't see it. Mm-mm. And um, the only thing I can think is so before the daily, Amber has a little like confessional or voiceover something where she says that her bags stay packed because she's mm-hmm. always ready to go into elimination because she thinks she's always going to go in. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we know that they're volunteering to go into elimination, like to be the well, vote we didn't know that for elimination. At, the yeah. only thing I could think is they're like, well, 
we need to plead our case. We want to seem like, you know, we really know what we're doing. So we need to dress really professionally. That doesn't make any sense. To have them make us, like, make them take us seriously. If anything, Banana's like, oh, are you here for the job interview? Yeah. And, like, uh, anyway, I mean, they didn't, they looked good, but, like, it's just, like, it seemed strange. I mean, maybe they knew that this might be their last chance. I don't know. Well, anyway, they do tell them they want to go in, and that kind of shocks Nani and Bananas. And then uh, Tori and Devin come in, and they're, they're like, hey, guess what? Amber and Chauncey just nominated themselves, and they're like, well, that's weird. Tor- no, Tori was like, why? Yeah. But then Devin pipes up and explains that he thinks it's Amber's Hail Mary, Um to look like the hero instead of sneaky, like she has been apparently looking. Like well, he brought that up, and we're like, maybe this is. Well, a thing and Anissa in the house. says the same thing. Later. Um, but he he said it's also her way uh, to try and gain favors from Nani Bananas to be like, oh, I didn't make Nani say anybody's name, so I volunteered. Um, and then my next note is. Um, Anissa says basically the same thing as Devin and Jordan says been there done that doesn't really work out from uh, free agents when he volunteered to go in against bananas yeah and uh, yeah again like it's it does seem like it's for whatever reason I can't put my finger on it because I'm not there we can't figure it out they're not showing it to they, us people in the house one don't like and two do not trust Amber Everybody thinks that she's sneaky and conniving and... Like, people are like, oh, they have deals with everyone. And, like, they're like, oh, they're just doing this to try to save them. Like, it's it's all, like, underhanded stuff. And it's like, maybe. I don't know. But it's... Production's not showing it to us. Um, So, uh, yeah, Anissa and Jordan think it's very weird that they're Mm -hmm. nominating themselves. And then Horacio and Olivia are told that as well. And they're just like... Yeah, that's strange. And then Olivia says at one point in her confessional that um, Horacio on his other show went home right before the final. I got to mm-hmm. be honest. I don't know what show he came from. I don't either. But I mean, she she said that he was eliminated right before the final. What's um, his last name? I don't Is know. Is it Horacio Pagani? <laughs> Is he an Italian businessman? No, that's not him. Um, Horacio Gutierrez. Um. There it is. Scroll down. He's a Cuban-American classical pianist. No. There's a soccer thing. Um, Is he TV show? Obviously the challenge. Yeah. Let's go on his IMDb. No, that's the the pianist because he played at the Philharmonic in the 50s. Uh, uh, Nope. How many Horacio Gutierrez's are there? Um, who are Horacio Gutierrez and Olivia Kaiser? Maybe this article from sportskeeda.com will tell us. Um, there's Horacio. Made the final of, of Exaltan Estudiados Unidos. Which would be, I'm assuming, exile of the United States. Ex. Ex. E X A L T O N, but the T. It's not A L T. 
A-T-L-O-N. Yeah. Yeah, that's That's why I leaned up, because I knew you didn't say that right. Um, I've never heard of that show. Um, I'm going to see what that is. It's a Telemundo show. Interesting. Oh, okay. Um... I wonder what the premise is. All of these websites are in Spanish, and so they're not going to do me a lot of good. Even the Wikipedia articles in Spanish. And, oh, hold on. Let me get rid of this. Yes, at the beginning of this article. No. No, you lost it. No, I'll find it. Anyway, while you're doing that, so Horacio was eliminated right before the final of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we all, we get Anissa going through the list of her seasons where she went home right before the final, Here's, which it was like four or five different seasons. This this uh, this article only exists in Spanish <laughs> the, about this show. Um, but it's a very popular franchise that's, been in Brazil, Colombia, Hungary, Mexico, Romania, Slovenia, and Turkey. And then there's also a United States version, but it's on Spanish. They've got seven seasons. Seven seasons of it in in Spanish. Um, interesting. But I can't read the article because it's, it's, cool. it's all in Spanish. Um, anyway, so we get to the elimination. Um, Bananas surprisingly decides to give Amber and Chauncey their wish. And TJ, when he hears it, he looks at Amber and Chauncey and he's like, really? You know this is for a million dollars, right? I know. Yeah, we know. Yeah. I almost, maybe I was just looking too far into it. It almost seemed like when TJ asked that, maybe Amber started second guessing their decision. I didn't see that, but I mean, I I, I think that they're like, this is our only option right now is yeah. to just say this. Well, she... I mean, it doesn't make any sense to volunteer for elimination right before the final. This should be the time to avoid it at all costs. Um, but, like, their her whole reasoning was they'd rather volunteer and know for a fact that they're going in instead of waiting for, you know, the chances of pulling the safe dagger or not. Um, I think they probably know that nobody would have saved them if they didn't pull yeah, the no, safe they, dagger. Yeah, no, they had no alliances. Like, they would not have had anything like that yeah so by the way if you're interested Horacio is on uh Quanta Temporada All-Stars edition of this show um which I I guess he's an all-star even though he hasn't been on other seasons but again I'm trying to just piece together what's happening based on my very limited Spanish which we did talk about earlier in the episode um we weren't planning on doing this though. No, I, did, I had no idea. I didn't know it was a Spanish, like it was a Spanish language show he came from. Um, and so, uh, yeah. Anyway, they're they're in the elimination, and uh, Horacio and Olivia pull the safe dagger. Well, you you missed it real quick. Um, so TJ asked them, like, really? You know this for a million dollars? Yeah, sure. We already talked um, about that. Anissa confessional, <laughs> she was just over it. She said, girl, we we all know you're doing this for you, not some noble bull crap. I call bull crap. Um, I didn't miss it. We just, everyone was on the same page with that. They're like, this this isn't anything like noble. But, but the fact that Anissa was just like kind of fed up with it at this point was awesome. Well, anyway, Horacio and Olivia pull the safe dagger. 
I thought they might save Tori and Anissa because Jordan, Jordan and Anissa. Anissa. Good lord, um, because uh, she's. I mean, he's so close with Jordan. Yeah, they're like best buds. Yeah, and um, so that didn't happen. They actually saved Devin and Tori because Jordan and Anissa, I guess, had nominated them or said their names or whatever. Horacio and- said it was he he really likes Jordan, but it was because Anissa had said his name separately when they were on teams. Yeah, she voted for him twice yeah. for um, an elimination, and he's like, I just Tori and Devin didn't do that, but also. I don't know. So the elimination's called Rumble Tumble, which uh, I don't think we've seen this or really a an iteration of it. Like we've seen where it's like you're you're tied together and you gotta like go to like a destination, like a pole or something. Mm-hmm. But it's or a buzzer. It's not been like you have to knock something over and there's you know six things in the arena. Um, so uh, in- initially, you know, you're just like, well, like. Anissa's gonna just drag Amber around. Mm-hmm. Like Amber's very frail and very skinny, and Anissa just has weight on her. Yeah, and like that's basically exactly what happens. Yeah, Anissa drags Amber around like a rag doll. Yeah, and I, the, the reason I said earlier, uh, you know, you were talking about how Jordan was motivating her or whatever. Jordan tries in this, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Shut up, I know." And then Tori's like, "You got it," and she's like, "I know." And I was like, okay, she doesn't want anyone motivating her for this one. Because I think she knew, like, this one she had. Yeah. Like, well, it, the other one she, like, was thinking about giving up. Because she had gotten the first two blocks over, and she was trying to get to the third one, but yeah. Amber was, like, really, like, digging ditches in the sand to make it harder. Yeah. Um, And Jordan was yelling to her, like, you got this. You're almost there. Keep yeah. going. Keep going. And she's like, shut up, Jordan. He was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like again, like she knew she was gonna win this. Well, um, afterwards, Jordan um has a confessional where he he's just like really proud, and he's like Anissa is realizing that she can do anything, and um further in he's like you just you have to have blind confidence in yourself, and I think that that's I've, something that Jordan has probably been repeating to himself his whole life like you have to have blind confidence in yourself because nobody else is going to 100 percent. and i've talked to you about this and it's not a thing that i originated but it's i think it came from even like bill simmons and stuff like back in the day is if you want to win an nba championship you have to have at least one if not a couple of like what they call irrational confidence guys who no matter what's happened no matter how bad they've been how many shots they've missed if they haven't made a shot all night long when the moment comes you have to have guys who are like oh yeah i'll make it like and they just this is you either that's the the thing with like professional sports is like you either have that or you don't Mm -hmm. and it's hard to find guys who are not afraid of the moment and yeah like you've gotta you've gotta be able to just like think that no matter what like if you're jordan and you're stacked up against you like Mm -hmm. oh yeah i got it I, i win who cares and uh, so she wins three nothing. They hook the guys together, and immediately Jordan is st- just standing up straight. And I I looked at you and I was like, he's gonna use his momentum against mm-hmm. him. I was like, I don't know how, but I think he knows that like in a dead pull, like Chauncey's bigger than him. So we we talked about it before they started. We're like, okay, Chauncey's 
probably taller than Jordan. He's honestly not Def- that much. Definitely taller. weighs more. He weighs more. We for went sure. through this with with Anissa and yeah. Amber. We're like, okay, Anissa's bigger than Amber, but by how much? Like how how much does Amber probably weigh? Because we don't know how tall she is. Yeah. And then um, Anissa says in the middle of it that um, she's got thirty pounds on Amber or yeah. something like that. Something along those lines. And I was like, okay. Um, so that's, that's going to be a big differentiator if that's a word. I think so. Um, with Chauncey, like, so they, they were standing up, you know, beside each other and we realized that they are closer in height. Yeah. But. Chauncey got a lot more muscle. uh, Jordan is down by 30 or 40 pounds. Yeah. And by a whole hand. Yes, which, and in this, like, you're digging in the sand and stuff. And so I was like, he's going to do it again and use his momentum mm-hmm. against him. Jordan is going to do what Jordan does and yeah. do Jordan things. And so, and somehow and find then, a way to win. And then the next confessional, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's going to think we're going to be pulling opposite directions like the girls did and whatever. And he's like, I'm just going to use his momentum. And I was like, he's going to use that mm-hmm. momentum to run and get his first one. And then he's ahead, and then he just has to get to the next couple, and that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Chauncey starts pulling. Jordan runs instead of running opposite direction, and then even instead of running, obviously you don't want to take Chauncey to his first one. He he just takes a hard like ninety degree turn, mm-hmm. and just takes him by surprise, and so now he's off balance, and he's pu- being pulled. From the side, and instead of being pulled from behind, where you can really fight yes, that, you're, you're like you can dig leg. in with your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. When you're being pulled to the side, that's hard to 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 fight. Well, especially when you don't know it's going to happen and it's so sudden. And so it was just it was so incredible when they did the wide shot and before the horn was was blown. Jordan's standing there with his hands just in front of him, like just like looking up around, like about yeah, to happen, whatever, yeah. and. And Chauncey is crouched, yeah. ready to take off. And he says that that he realizes Chauncey's ready to sprint. And he's like, good, let him run. It's, I'm going to go with him. It's the Josh tug-of-war situation all over it's again. It's insane. Yeah. He, I don't know how he does it's it. It's he, where he stalled so, out Darrell in All-Stars. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, And he, he basically uses Chauncey for each, each block. He's yeah. using Chauncey to carry him halfway to well, all that, of his blocks to to exert less energy. Well, it's it's every other pyramid or whatever is it's like one's yellow, one's blue, one's yellow, one's blue. And so as long as Jordan gets his first one, he'll let Chauncey like panic and think, oh I gotta get to mine mm-hmm. which in turn takes him halfway to the next yellow one. And, and it worked the first two times. Yeah. And so again he does it and he knocks his and then I think Chauncey realized like oh I'm gonna lose yeah and so it it wasn't until um going for the third block that chauncey realized what was happening and so he really dug in a lot harder and so they were between the two the last two blocks even between the two and they were right in the middle both pulling in opposite directions and this is where chauncey probably has the upper hand because he's just got more muscle mass and more strength and more hands and more hands um but Jordan confessional, he's like, I am never going to quit. I'm going to live in Chauncey's dreams. Yeah. And he starts digging in. And, like, 
that's that's what this elimination is. We've seen it different variations, but that's what it is. It is inch it's by who, inch. It's, it's who doesn't give not up, not foot by yeah. foot. Yeah. And Jordan inch by inch starts getting closer to his block. TJ of all people starts screaming out, "Look at this well, guy! It's, it's, Look at this it's, guy!" It's, it's, yeah, it's one. It's not even that. That was after because like the inch by inch thing is what happens, but at a certain point. This the the like fulcrum just swings and then mm-hmm. Jordan's got the momentum and Chauncey's backtracking essentially yeah. and that's when TJ is just yelling, "Look at this guy!" Because it's it's just like this shouldn't happen. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and like it doesn't make sense. The fact that that's TJ's reaction in the middle of an elimination because it's not over yet, and uh, you it's just like it's, it's just crazy. And so Jordan wins three to two. Um, Devin confessional. He says this is what separates rookies from champions. It's not even that. I mean, Jordan is such a freak, honestly, at eliminations, especially that. Like, it, it's it's not even that it was a rookie versus a vet. It's just like you just went it's up against it a was juggernaut. Someone against yeah. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Jordan is in an, a weird level of his own. And, uh, you know, it does help that, you know, a rookie versus veteran. Yeah. But it's, again, it's just, it's a whole nother thing. Like, honestly, Horacio versus Chauncey would have probably been a lot closer um, because they probably would have just both been like, hey, we're going to strength, tire each other out. But again, you just got to think outside the box. And that's how he wins these eliminations. It's the same thing with free, in the Durrell and last All Stars. Mm -hmm. Where he just Darrell's so much bigger than him, and Darrell was like about to win, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna lock him up and tire him out, and he just hung on until Darrell like basically incapacitated himself and couldn't move his legs anymore, and it's just like it's it's insane. Like that that's why the elimination against Horacio felt so different is because like there wasn't that like oh I'm taking this strategy yeah. I'm gonna outthink him. It's just like I'm just gonna play, and mm-hmm. and it was it's just unusual. It so, was not the same. Anyway. That's the end of that episode. Um, Before we get to it, last note, I can't believe you forgot it. I don't as, have anything As else. they're saying goodbye, Amber tell goes to the looks to the house and encourages her fellow rookie girls oh, yeah. to get to the final. She didn't say fellow. She, but she, she said my rookie girls, which makes it sound like, oh, she's that we're part, all of part of the of rookie it. girls. And I, I looked at you and I was like. She's not a rookie. I was like, did she mean it like that? I was like. Why did it? Because she does always align herself with rookies, even and though she has is, identified herself with the rookie girls yeah, the whole season. It's it this is, is her third season, and she's won, and she's won before. She won with CT, and uh, yeah, it's it's wild. So, uh, yeah, for um, for the superlatives for this episode, I'm gonna go first. Okay. For who smashed him? It's gotta be it's Jordan. Jordan, like it's just all day long. It is Jordan. I mean, it's unreal. And I'm not even gonna like discredit Chauncey. Like, no, it's just it's just Jordan. It's it's, it's Jordan like, being Jordan. You shouldn't win that. And then of course, again, just being able to see like TJ's reaction because he's seen a million eliminations at this point. But for it to just like make him that excited to see and start yelling, like it's it's just like wild. So yeah, I, I think it's Jordan clearly. Yeah, I said oh, Jordan. Okay. You, I, I said Jordan all day long. All right, well, for me, for who got their head smashed, I, I, it's it's Kenny. Oh. It's the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I like, completely it, forgot. This the same episode. That it was the same episode. Like, I mean, again, him and Big T should 
have their own who's the nicest competition mm. where they're the hosts or something, but it's not. They're the hosts and the competitors. No, <laughs> so, yeah, no one would win. So there's no, like, no you, you should, you everyone should win. wins. There's no, no losers. No one would win because everyone would be like, ah, I think you should win. I probably shouldn't. And everyone would just keep passing it around until they all die. And so uh, <laughs> what's yours? Uh, who got their head smashed? Yeah. I put Chauncey. Um, one, he was vomiting on himself in the bus. He did. Two, he let Amber talk him into volunteering for elimination. But his justification was, I didn't compete in the daily. But that was two dailies ago. Yeah. Uh, three, he got beat in a physical elimination versus a guy 30 pounds lighter than him with one hand. I Again, I don't hold that against him. I think, I think Jordan might beat every person there in this. Other than Fessy just out of pure <clears throat> strength and yeah. size. But if, Fess, even Fessy's then, mass would even probably then, do too much if for him you to... were like, yeah, Jordan won that, I'd be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, <laughs> he probably would. Um, but, okay. So, for you movies. Uh, for movies of the week, oh, our yeah, letter sorry, sorry, is yeah. you. Our letter is You're you. You're all over the place well, for our, this. Well, our letter is you for this, uh, this uh, week. Episode 15. Um. I had a very hard, this is the hardest time. I had I've, a really hard time with it. I almost came to you and said, let's just skip the letter U. No, I have five movies. I have three. Okay. Um, we'll do that. And I like, there are movies on here under you that like I've seen, but mm-hmm. they're not ones that like Undercover Brother is a movie that I've seen. I almost but put I did that not, one. I'm not going to recommend it. I almost put that one. I was like, you know what? I'm going to save it just in case I can't find it. That a is not one. a recommendation movie. <laughs> Uh, well then, I I don't know. Like I, I and I feel okay. like we might overlap on all three of the ones that I picked. I don't think so. Okay, then you go first because I've only got three. Okay, up. Yeah, that's yeah. What are you oh, talking about? I didn't think you would put it. Yeah, up, up is it's absolutely such on my list. a good movie. And it starts off very heavy. It is really sad. Yeah. But it's such a good movie. Yeah, up, a great movie, and and should be on the list. Mm-hmm. But I only have two more. Okay. I'm not going to go because you're probably going to name all three of mine. Okay. Underworld. I did not pick Underworld. <laughs> this is one of mine. No. Oh, yeah. Like, Underworld. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale, like yes. vampire movie. Yes. So another one you and your mom watched together? No, it's one that I would watch on a loop. On a loop for years. What a weirdo. <sighs> it's good. That's uh, Pete Davidson X. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, but they only dated for like two weeks. Oh, it still happened. Um. Anyway, so like Underworld and then Underworld Evolution, yeah, which the is the sequels? second one. No, no, because not all the sequels are good. But uh, but Evolution is good too, though. That's the second. I, ha- one. I haven't seen them, but it's not. It's like any- 2003 and then 2006. It's not anything that I would have seen. Um. Oh, well, keep going because Uptown Girls. Uh, I don't have that. I don't honestly know what that is off the top of my head. Okay, Uptown Girls. It's uh, it was like early 2000s. Um, uh, Brittany Murphy and then Dakota Fanning. So Brittany Murphy is like, um, oh, she's yeah, like yeah. a really rich girl. Rest and then she, she ends up like having to get a job. So she becomes Dakota, Dakota Fanning's she nanny. She becomes Dakota Fanning. <laughs> no, she, she is hired to be Dakota Fanning's nanny. And, um, I, I just remember really liking it, but I've always been a fan of Brittany Murphy. I liked everything she was in. Um, 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, because it's not a good... 6.1 on IMDb. 
that means critics on Rotten Tomatoes are like, this is terrible. Uh, and the audience are like, hey, I was 11 and I thought it was great. It was great. Uh, yeah, that's not her last movie, but it's pretty close. 2009 was the last movie she had that came out. Uh, you know she died of mold poisoning. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, her and her husband both, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, so, yeah, I didn't have that. Just keep going. Okay. Because um, if you don't answer it, then I'll, I'll pick mine, but. Un- unaccompanied minors. <laughs> no, I didn't it's a Christmas that. movie. I've only seen it like twice. It's not good. Well, then don't pick it. That's why I didn't pick Undercover <laughs> Brother. I thought because we've had we've had like yeah, oh this one where they're at like the airport. Yeah, they yeah, get they I, all get I've, stuck at the I've airport. Not seen it, but and then the 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 girl that's supposed to be like the one that everybody has a crush on. Her family um, goes on Christmas vacation to Park City to ski. Without her, yeah. and she gets stuck there, and she's like, "My whole family's having Christmas without me, and they don't even care that I'm stuck at this airport." Well, that's definitely not one that I would have recommended. Uh, I mean, it's it's a Christmas movie about kids that get stuck in an airport over Christmas. Wilmer Valderrama's in it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what's your next one? Um, Is this the last one? It's the last one, and I know. So one of these. So I will. Have I one know that for you... a fact that you have this one on your list. Well, then, uh, did you look at my phone? No. Okay. Okay, on the count of three, we're both going to say it. One, two, three. Uncharted. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- that's the first one that I put on there, and I was like, oh. I really like that movie. Okay, so I'm conflicted by it. I liked it, and I would watch more of them for sure, but it does not hold a candle to any of the games. I didn't play any of the games, I know. but I but like that, I like movies like this, and I love Tom Holland, and I freaking love Mark Wahlberg. But the thing, like Uncharted Four, is maybe my favorite video game of all time, and so like I am very, like I liked the movie. Like a lot of people hated it, um, that were like really big fans of the games. But I liked it, and I was like, oh yeah, I would absolutely watch more of these because yeah. again, I like that style of stuff too. It was um, a fun adventure game. Yeah, it's just a fun, like, you know, old world tech and, like, solving mysteries. Like, yeah, I'm all in for yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's the kind of stuff that I like. The Uncharted games are incredible. But, uh, I, yeah, I had that on my list. But, again, I only had Uncharted and Up, and I only had one other one. What was your other one? Uncle Buck. Oh, I saw that. It showed up on all the lists that I look yeah. at, looked at, and I was like, I don't even know what this is, but... I th- I even thought you probably had well, seen it. How do you it. not know what that is? That seems right up your alley. Do you not know what it is? Uh-uh. It's uh John Candy uh as uh the uncle and Macaulay Culkin like right after like Home Alone. Uh maybe even it was, like right before Home Alone. And he's just like the uncle to them and uh very similar time it was like right after Planes Trains and Automobiles and stuff. It's a John Hughes movie. The like the cult eighties director, yeah. all the movies you love. I don't know how you've never seen this. I don't know either. Oh, yeah, John John Candy. I love John Candy. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's just. And what isn't that Parker Posey? Is she not in this? I don't know. Uh. Pull up the cast. It's not Parker Posey, 
But um, yeah, it's it's a good movie. That's one that I used to watch on TV. Oh, 1989. That was. That's what I'm saying. It's. it's How have I not seen this? I don't know. And it's written and directed by John Hughes. Like again, he's like he did Pretty in Pink, and he did Breakfast Club. Yeah, he did. Basically My favorite movie of all time. Plane Trains and Automobiles. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Weird Science. Like. Oh. How I... Have you, I don't know how you've not seen this movie. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Uncle Buck is a great movie. I'm sure everyone else out there probably knows what it is, but um. Anyway, that is it. Long episode, but we had to get caught up, and then uh, we will be recording later this week uh, to be fully caught up before the final. And so we'll we'll be ready to go. But, uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I have not been posting on there very much at all because we've been behind. Didn't want anything spoiled because uh, we try to stay spoiler-free, even though some things kind of leak out regardless based on weird algorithms and stuff like that. So... Uh, again, we don't know who wins this season or anything like that, so we're still going in. And just if anyone's wondering, like, I think we're still both enjoying this season, uh, like maybe even more than like the last few. Absolutely. And um, it's just the timing has been weird because obviously we moved in the middle of it, and then we had to and go back I've... home in the middle of it. And then I've switched jobs already. Yeah, and... it's just it's just been like there's been, a, been lot a lot of weird life changes that wouldn't typically happen in the middle of a season. So uh, we're not doubt, out or down on this season at all. We're just uh, trying to make everything work in a timely manner. So we'll, uh, we'll be back with you uh, later this week. And until then, stay cute.